Welcome to the Zen of Everything, a Zen take on life, love, laughter, and everything else. With Jundo Cohen, a real Zen master. That's me. And Kirk McElhern, that's me, a guy who knows a bit about Zen. Okay, I'm really sorry about that, Jundo. We were just recording for about six minutes, and then I realized that I wasn't recording. When I do this podcast, I record locally on my computer. I record my voice, and I record yeah, yours yeah, yeah. on a thing called Zencaster. And I started recording mine, yeah, and I didn't yeah, record yeah. yours. And it was the best six minutes of any podcast we've ever done. Our subject is mistakes. So it is so fitting we started <laughs> off with a good mistake. But the funny thing that we got to clue everybody in on is that part of the episode, you had been talking about how I irritate you with my little technical mistakes. <laughs> Jundo's the one forgets to turn the microphone on. Jundo's the one that can't, you know, remember that we're supposed to meet at 7 o'clock. It's always Jundo. But this time, it's you. It's you. And somehow, that's okay. That's okay. I'm not. I'm the Zen guy. I'm supposed to just, like, let it roll off. Well, it doesn't roll off, sir. I am annoyed. <laughs> Anyway, we're on the you air are now. Reveling in this, I have never seen you so happy. I really haven't. <laughs> well, the, the the universe sometimes balances out. <laughs> <laughs> well, my humble apologies for my mistake. You and that's will our lord this over tonight. me as long as we keep doing this podcast. No, you're already forgiven. You know, Buddhists were very good at forgiveness, and uh, uh, and uh, I uh, I will let this one go because our subject today is mistakes. And uh, we have to repeat 10 minutes of uh, what we were talking about now, which was, was a really good episode. Minutes. You guys, you missed a really good episode just now. <laughs> what were we talking about? Well, we were talking about making mistakes. Um, so you were asking me, since I do a lot of cooking, what happens when I make mistakes? Oh, yes, yes. So cooking is an excellent opportunity for making mistakes. Why don't you tell us, and I'll act surprised, tell me again the story about the <laughs> lemon, lemon passat you made last week. Lemon posset. I made lemon posset two days ago. It's the first time I've ever made this. I've recently been exploring custardy things, you know, like a, mm. um, a flan or a creme brulee, things like that. Now, lemon posset is cream, sugar, and lemon juice. And you boil mm. the cream and sugar, then you add the lemon juice, and it kind of curdles the cream a little bit. So you're supposed mm. to get something which is not quite cream cheesy, but like that. And I made it two days ago, and last night we went to eat it. You have to let it sit for like 12 hours. And it was very tasty, but the, the consistency, you could taste the tiny little curds. And I don't think it's supposed to be like that. And I said to my partner, well, it tastes okay. And I just shrugged it off. And the next time I'll try to do better, or maybe I'll just never make it again because it's just not going to work. But no, it's what just we, a mistake. What we, say, what we say, you know, is – when your lemon passat turns to lemons, <laughs> pass it on to next time and make lemonade. You know, that joke didn't work the second time any better than the first. <laughs> no, that joke was a mistake. By the way, you're you fading lemons, out again here. Are you still there? I'm still here. What you should have said is when life gives you lemons, make lemon passat. When, uh, <laughs> when life gives you lemons, make a lemon passat. Right. 
What else were we talking about before this episode? We were, ta- we were talking about how I once made a mistake. Uh, no, you were saying that no mistakes are possible in Zen, right? right no right, mistakes right, are possible. Right, right. And I was right. saying, I'll remember that next time I have a car accident. And I was explaining that shortly after I learned to drive, when I was 30, I learned very late, I had a very small car accident. I was going up to a red light. My foot slipped off the brake pedal. And I hit the back of a car at about two miles an hour, which was you know, vastly expensive. And I paid for the mistake because my insurance premiums went up. And I said and then, that when I used to be a lawyer, I could have turned that into a million bucks. You did. <laughs> yes. But my becoming a lawyer was kind of a mistake, especially for my clients, if I may Why say. Why did you I, become a lawyer? Well, you know, in those days, I was a history major with an interest in things like Zen. And uh, my father turned to me and said, I'm very proud of you, my son, with your knowledge of history and you're interested in the, the East. But uh, you better figure out a way to pay for life because I'm not going to do it. And that uh, sent me off to uh, law school for a while. But the thing about law school was it got me to China. China is where I got into practicing Zen and met my future wife, by the way. And next thing I know, a few years later, I told the law firm goodbye and I was off to Japan. And I haven't looked back since. And it was a very wide search. So sometimes our mistakes, you see, when we look back, lead to where we are now, which is hopefully a good place. It's a long and winding road to get us right here. Yes, I've always felt that, that no matter what happens, there's no point in regretting things. Well, we well can there reg- are some big things you might regret, but when you make little changes, there's, if you regret them, you're just building up a store of dukkha that you're going to carry with you for the rest of your life. That's true. Don't regret, but learn from the past. Don't repeat yes. mistakes if you can. Well, you know. okay. So it's been about 17 times that you've had trouble connecting your microphone for this podcast. And yet this seems like this is one of those patterns in your technical ability here. Nothing, man, nothing personal, of course. No, 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 no. I thought we were had left that behind now. I thought we were moving on. You, you've, you said that we just said like, let the past go. And look at you. You're, you're, you're just so focused on the microphone. No, but uh, you're, you're right. Now, what I said was, from a Buddhist point of view, we have very high standards, especially if you're a priest, but even for lay people, you know, be good. Don't do harm. Avoid violence. Don't be greedy. Don't get jealous. It's hard. There are so many rules. And if you're a priest traditionally, there were so there were hundreds of rules, so we believe very strictly in following rules, which means every time there's a rule, there's a chance for a mistake. But we also say, "You're human. You make mistakes. Forgive yourself and forgive others." And we also say, and we're going to talk about this tonight: no mistake is possible. No mistake is possible in the universe. And people look at me and go, what do you mean? Look around. Open the newspaper. There are mistakes everywhere. Look at all that's going on. No. No mistake is possible in the universe. Yet, our life is endless mistakes, and we try to do our best. It's all true. Zen people are always looking things from all sides. And here's another example. That sounds to me like a cop-out. One of those things, well, no mistakes are possible, so I can do no, whatever it's true. I want. No, no, no. no I, I didn't agree. say I'm, that. I'm, I'm being devil's advocate here. Or... or Mara's advocate. And actually, people who take it that way is, oh, there's no right and wrong. No mistake is possible. Everything's automatically right, so I can just go and do whatever I want. There are people like this, and they misunderstand. It says, no mistake is possible, but human beings make mistakes and try not to make mistakes. All of it is true. And let me, let me 
You got a second? Can I tell you what I mean? By no mistake. Yeah, sure. I've got a few minutes. Okay. The universe cannot make any mistake at being the universe. It has no place to fall. Literally, where does the universe fall? There's nothing outside the universe. Well, there might be. I'm, I'm not talking physics, you know, but then the uh, ensemble of universes cannot fall outside the ensemble. Whatever. There's no place that the universe can be more or less what it is. We believe there's something kind of right and healthy about reality being what it is. Now, I got to say, it came up to me that, you know, maybe there are actually mistakes in the universe. For example, did you ever think that maybe there are not supposed to be black holes? Why do we assume that, oh, the black holes, that's a good thing? You know, they serve purpose. It could have been some programming error, something. So there may be mistakes in the universe. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm saying the universe cannot be more or less the universe than it is. And by the way, I don't think there are mistakes with the black holes because we're dependent on being here because there's a black hole in the center of the galaxy. So I think black holes are good things, mistake or not. Anyway, maybe human beings are mistakes in the universe. That's not what I'm talking about. I mean, the universe, the great cosmic flow of things, the great wholeness cannot be any way else that it is. And to the extent that we can throw ourselves into it, flow along into it, be one with the flow. We can do no wrong. Seen onto you, Maestro. Yes, I, I, I was just thinking I should put some inspiring music behind that yes. last little speech there. Please it do. really you... does sound like the culminating moment of a movie, you know, when someone has just found the truth. The, the problem with this attitude is some people will take this to assume that anything goes, that if no mistakes are possible, they can do whatever they want. And yet we do have this responsibility to be responsible. Those people are right. You could take that attitude and say that anything can go because it's all just like, if I just take my car and intentionally ram it into a tree or do something worse in this world, if I hurt others, it's still just the universe the way it is. You could say that, but you know, that's going to darken your heart. So we know something. That if your heart is filled with greed, anger, and ignorance, if you do wrong, if you do make a mess of your life, it's going to separate you from that wholeness in your own heart. Now, you know, and I know, and we, I think we've both been there, people who make a mess of their life. I've done it sometimes in my life. You have. I know people who, you know, seem to never get it right one bad choice after another. We have a responsibility to see life clearly, to live gently in this world, and to try to do what's right, which is to be free of greed, anger, and ignorance. That sounds easy. Just be free of greed, anger, and ignorance. Well, there's an old Zen saying, it sounds like something a three-year-old child can do, but even an 80-year-old man can't master it. <laughs> and it's true. Dogen said our practice is one step after another because we have always the next step, an opportunity to trip. So our practice is one mistake after another, or potential mistake anyway. Well, is that the point? Is it just mistake after mistake? And is that what we should just consider that life is? Well, uh, it's both. It's There's no mistake. And it's the constant opportunity for mistake that we should do our best to avoid. 
So it's the process of potentially making a mistake and making the correct decision to avoid the mistake that's important. Exactly. Every word, every thought, every act is an opportunity to do harm or to do good. This is basic Buddhism. And so our chance right now is to turn in a good direction. And if you turn in a good direction and yet something bad happens, it doesn't go you, your way, learn from it. If you need to, call the ambulance or your lawyer, <laughs> but learn from it. 1-800-JUNDO. No, no, I'm out, of the, I'm out of that. No, I don't do that anymore. But uh, uh, learn from it, dust off, uh, uh, make amends if you need to. We all make mistakes. I know people who, uh, I think it's the AA, uh, tell you one. there's one part of that, and you've got to apologize to all the people you hurt. And I think that's a dandy practice. Uh, really, you know, say I'm sorry and try to do better. It's a, my grandmother said it, and it's true. There's different kinds of mistakes, though. Yes. There's I slipped while I was changing the light bulb mistake, right? And and this can mm -hmm. be serious. You can be injured. Or there's I messed up the lemon posset mistake. The latter is easy to brush off unless you're really obsessed about getting things perfectly right, which I think is a mistake. But the former has these long-term effects. And let's say you were changing the light bulb and you slipped and you fell and you broke a bone or something. First off, let's get a class action here against this light bulb company because <laughs> there's a lot of people doing this. And I blame the poor light bulb design. That's number one. It's not your fault. It's theirs. No, the fact is that the light bulbs are in the ceiling. Why are they so far away that we have to get on a right. ladder or a chair or a stool? Absolutely. The, but, okay, we have mistakes we hurt ourselves, and we have mistakes we hurt others, and we have the mistakes we do both. And we have the, uh, the mistakes where we hurt a little bit, and we have mistakes where we do great damage in the world. We have mistakes when we invade countries we shouldn't, apparently. And then we have mistakes when we make <laughs> mistakes getting out. Life is just one mistake after another. And you have to have common sense. Now, I got an 18-year-old. And I'll tell you, uh, the little I've uh, learned about the teenage brain is they just don't have a good sense of the ramifications and the effects of their action as much as grown-ups it takes a while for the brain to develop that ability which is one of the reasons that teenagers tend to act like well teenagers and i think though at a certain point we have to see the ramifications the effects of our action uh, you know it's old karma we spoke about that just recently if you do something bad chances are it's going to make some bad situation effect if you do something good chances are something good will result so keep your foot on the brake, not the gas, when you want to stop, you know, because otherwise there's going to be a bad effect. I've read that the prefrontal cortex is not fully developed until around age 25. And so this could mm. explain why teenagers do reckless things. But in this case, should we even hold them responsible for the mistakes that they make, for the teenage dumb things that they do? It's not necessarily their fault, is it? Well, the prisons are filled with people up to yeah, the age of 25. But that, that's my uh, point. Should we treat people, okay, there are violent crimes and, and these are well thought out and that's different. But for some of the mistakes that people go to jail for or are held responsible for, should we blame people if they're not fully developed and fully aware of appreciating the consequences and the ramifications of what they're doing? 
Well, that's a tough one. I mean, and it depends, you know, how serious it is. Uh, we we have uh, the idea that if someone commits a small mistake in life, we let them turn a new page and get on with it. So especially juveniles, we say up to the age of 16 or so, we don't hold them responsible sometimes even for murder. We let them go because they're children. But at a certain point, we we do hold people responsible. And, and you know, you can say that any of us are uh, victims of our upbringing and where we, we, we've gone with that. Zen and Buddhism also have a belief in personal responsibility, too. And you can say, well, there's no self, you know, and we're just the, the, the results of conditions and where we've been brought up. But I believe in personal responsibility, too. And I think the, the Buddha did. That karma comes down to you. It doesn't matter uh, your childhood. I'm sorry to say this. It doesn't matter uh, your woe is me story. It doesn't matter even what uh, terrible injustice you suffered when you were young. From a certain point, we need to recognize that and bow to it and say, now it's up to you to move on. I would argue that some people are raised in a way that makes them think that what's wrong is right and that they're influenced by their parents or other adults. And it's, it's a question of education, and it's very difficult to make that distinction, that someone can. And we often hear stories that someone, I made a mistake in my childhood, right? And in some cases, you want to let it go, but in other cases, you can't. So it's not that there's no mistakes. It's that mistakes are sometimes mistakes, and sometimes they're not. I don't think we should get into criminal justice because that's a no. lot more complicated. I think the lemon posset or my car accident are probably better examples of mistakes, really mistakes. Not, there's no intentionality involved there. It's just that things went wrong. Our Buddhist sangha, my community, is filled with people, I, I almost the rule rather than the exception, who have really made a mess of their earlier life and turn things around in one way or another. Sometimes it's drugs in the bottle. Sometimes it's uh, many other bad things. Uh, we got a lot of people who are on their second, third, or fifth chance. And uh, uh, most of them, it really sticks. It takes a while, but it really sticks. Now, the Buddha was very hopeful of this. And I think the Buddha believed that basically anyone inside has Buddha nature. And the possibility of turning things around, redeeming themselves, atoning, and also at oneing, it's kind of forgiving, blowing it off into the universe and starting again. But he also did speak that there might be a certain group of people who are really beyond a redemption, at least in this life, he would have said. Hmm. It's interesting how we tend to give more value to people who've made mistakes and then redeemed themselves and people who have just been more or less good all their lives. Don't they deserve it, someone who turns it around? You know, I think it's an amazing... Sure, but don't the people who've been good all their lives deserve that as well? Yes, 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 yes. No, I'm not saying no. I, I, I believe it. Uh, there were naturally good people. But when I get the guy who's had some bad habit and really turned and become a new person, it renews my faith that uh, it's possible for all of us in this world. I think the whole human race, man, we need to turn things around and get a new start. I'm hopeful. Yeah, I hope it's not too late with, you know, all of the weather that we're seeing, which is obviously due to global warming. And if for any reason listeners don't think that global warming is caused by humans, please send an email to Junda. And if you need a recipe for lemon passat, uh, you can Pass write it. Uh, whatever. Can't you get it right, Jundo? Pass it.
What language is that? Spanish? It's English. It's actually mentioned in one of Shakespeare's plays. But back in the is Middle it? Ages, it, it was more of a drink than a set dessert as it is now. Probably they were trying to turn it into bread and it ended up as a drink. But that's another story. I think actually, you know in Indian food, is it a lassi, the kind of yogurt drink that you have with yogurt and fruit? I think it's supposed to be similar to that. But this is not a cooking podcast, even though I do enjoy cooking. It's not a cooking podcast. But as you said earlier, cooking is a wonderful place to accept mistakes. And, and I'm actually good at that. Um, I've learned over the years that if the bread doesn't work, I just toss it and make another loaf. And, and in many ways, you can't do that in life, right? If your life doesn't work, you throw it away and start over. But it is a sort of a, a reminder of other things that go wrong. And it does help me realize that when I do make a mistake, then, you know, things will smooth out afterwards eventually well we do the uh, wonderful practice of sewing a little buddhist robe called a raksu we're doing this for our precept ceremony precepts are some rules that we agree to follow such as don't kill don't steal as best you can and as part of that uh members of our sangha sew a little buddhist robe um which is a lovely practice because most of the people doing it are not sewers not sewers, which is, is the best. And all of them are worried about making mistakes. And I say that's part of the process. Because when you're sewing, we realize that each stitch is just what it is, even the mistaken stitching. But when we do make a mistake, we undo it and start again. And we bow to the mistake. So when somebody said, oh, I finished the rocks, it was really easy, I made no mistake. I said, oh, I'm kind of sorry about that. When some other fellow comes to me and says, oh, I made such, I, I had it, I was working for days and I realized I had it all upside down. I said, great. What did you do? <laughs> well, first I felt frustration, but then I just breathed and I bowed to it. And I smiled. Humor is very important. And I let it go. And I started again. I said, ah, a perfect rocks this is a perfect rocks you have sewn and someone will come to me sometimes and it's a mess the stitches are all out of order and uh, i will say how did you sew he said oh i i tried so hard with such i work so slowly but my hands shake because i have a condition i said oh it's the most beautiful rocks i've ever seen and another fellow comes to me with a elegantly sewn rocks because it's just a piece of cake for them and i say oh it's very nice, but the truly beautiful Roxu is the other one. I don't say it to them. All Roxus are beautiful, but the one in my heart is the one that's all kind of off balance and a little, a little backwards and messed up, but he tried so hard. That is a perfect life. It's a lesson in not Roxus solely. It's a lesson in how to live life when you make this. So if I understand correctly, now we've been recording 23 minutes since my mistake. So all is forgiven and this is the best podcast ever? Oh, no, that's no mistake. <laughs> oh, wait, me? Oh, me. Oh, I thought that was the end. <laughs> okay. No, 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 no. So, yeah, we've got a few more minutes. We, oh, we've we got a few more minutes. minutes. Well, uh, you know, uh, let's see. If I'm not mistaken... Uh, <laughs> wait a second. Uh, give, give me a second. I, I was. You're going to cut this out. So let, let me. Let me. I'm tempted we got to end to just, on a light note. Uh, 
We have to end I'm on the light. I'm tempted to just not edit this episode so people can hear all the mistakes that we make when we're recording a podcast. Oh, yeah, that's going to be so exciting uh, for be- folks. Because, no, because that's an interesting point. When people hear this podcast, they don't know how the sausage is made, that there's a lot of stuff that gets cut out in order to make it sound better than it really is. Well, there's an excellent topic right there, too. How much we try to edit our life into our conception of what we think is perfect. We do it on Facebook, you know. What, what do they call it? When you put on Facebook, you want everyone's life to uh, make make it look like your all your friends think your life is beautiful. Have you seen the one where it looks like the person's on a romantic vacation on the airplane flying over the sky and they're holding up a toilet seat? And if, if you Oh, yes, yes, yes. I've seen, yeah. The I, toilet seat I, to look like it's the window of an airplane, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's a little, you know, it's a little crude Uber, but it's it makes a point. We try to edit this and even you know i do it too i come on the podcast here and i don't want to come off sounding like you know oh jundo the complete jerk you know <laughs> I, I just want to come off and let you know the, okay he's a little jerk like that not too bad we all try to present the best face possible even zen folks is that a bad thing i think if the uh, how do you say it if the drapes mark match the carpet <laughs> if the inside no that's the wrong expression if the outside is pretty much a, an honest reflection of the inside, then it's okay. In other words, uh, you know, the guy who's charming on the outside, the politician, and on the inside, he's a complete crumb. That's the worst. All right. The guy who on the outside tries to present a charming and uh, presentation. I, I'm re- watching this wonderful show right now called Ted Lasso. Have you ever seen this about the football? Sure. Comes? Yeah. Yeah. I'm only up to episode three. Don't, don't, don't give it up. Yeah. 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 Believe. But I mean, there's a guy who, okay, he, he's got a great personality, but it's really inside. I think from what I'm seeing, I, I haven't watched all the episodes and I think that's who we should be. And he makes one mistake after another in that show. And he, you know, he picks up and he learns from it. What a great show. Anyway, don't make mistakes if you can. <laughs> so Ted Lasso is a Zen TV series. I hadn't really thought of is. it that way. No, it but really is. But it's a is. good point. Yeah. You're a little bit late to it because it started last year. We've been watching it. It's it's already in the second season. It's it's like there are two TV shows that I really like these days, Ted Lasso and Succession. So Succession is about this guy who runs a big media empire, think Rupert Murdoch, and he's going to leave his business to one of his children. He's got um, four children. And just think of every character being as evil as possible. But there's something rewarding about watching it because in some ways it's a comedy, but in some ways it's a satire and it's an exaggeration of the characters. And it's the total opposite. Everyone does wrong things and bad things, and they're evil. Whereas Ted Lasso, everyone's trying to be good, and it's happy. And it redeems. It It's uplifting. Uh, you watch the show, and I think one of the reasons it's so popular now is because we are have, facing hard times with people feeling there's a lot of mistakes. And Ted Lasso gives hope that, you know, you, you, you can be a little bit uh, bright and optimistic and, and make mistakes and get through life, and it's okay. So uh, I, I think we need to uh, have Ted Lasso uh, counteract Redemption, which, by the way, I've never watched, but I'm putting it on the list. Succession. Whatever. I, I you never made a mistake, a mistake with the I'm title a, there. No. I explain this to you. I'm a Zen guy who never makes a mistake. It's actually a lesson for you. I'm just giving you the appearance <laughs> of making a mistake. Okay, enough of this.
If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe in iTunes or in your favorite podcast app. Please give us a rating. Tell your friends. You can check out past episodes at our website, zen-of-everything.com. Thanks for listening.